You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 253, Supporting Dads with Tommy Geary. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome to the podcast and thanks for tuning in today. I have another great interview for you in honor of Father's Day, which is coming up this Sunday. My guest is Tommy Geary, and Tommy helps take the pressure off high-performing men so they can be better leaders, husbands, and dads. His journey from college football player to snowboarder to corporate leader to meditation teacher to business owner and men's coach illustrates how a quote-unquote normal guy can level up with mindset work. His mission is to bring coaching to men who have a powerful influence on their work culture, communities, and families. Tommy's the host of the Durable Dad podcast, and his approachable personality and years of expertise help bridge that gap for guys. In this episode, Tommy and I talk about some of the struggles he and his clients work through, and you'll hear him say several times that one of the best ways moms can support dads is to be an example for them and model what it's like to stay calm, manage frustration, and solve problems respectfully. You might think that your husband is the one who needs to change and that if he did, everything would be better in your relationship. But as both Christine Bongiovanni from last week's episode on marriage and Tommy advise, be the change you wish to see. So after you listen to this episode, book your free consultation with me and I'll show you how focusing on yourself can lead to positive transformation for your entire family. I have a limited number of spots left in June, so go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up today. Without further ado, Please enjoy my interview with Certified Life Coach for Dads, Tommy Geary. All right, I'm here with Tommy G. Welcome to the show. You are the second dude, the second male on the show. Um, We had uh, a while ago, we had someone, a client of mine's husband come on the show. But other than that, you're the first. So it's super fun that you're here. Oh, well, you've had a lot of episodes. So uh, when, yeah, I'm honored to be here. Awesome. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you became a coach for dads? Yeah. So the dads that I coach are guys that are trying to get it all done, trying to crush all areas of life. So they have jobs that they like and they're pushing themselves in their jobs and they have families at home that they want to be present for and there for and be good dads and have awesome relationships with their wives. And the guys that I work with aren't nailing all the areas. At least they're not thinking they are. And they're telling themselves that they're not doing a good job and they're screwing up. And those are the guys I work with. And I work with them because I was kind of one of them in Mm -hmm. certain ways, maybe like, I don't know, five years ago, because my daughter's five. So it, it, it aligned there. Um, 
when I became a dad, it was amazing. So we adopted our daughter now and our second daughter who's new that we were just talking about before this. Um, but when we adopted Nell, uh, you just have this like new life in your hands. And we adopted her when she was a day old. We knew about her before she got here and met her birth parents, all that. But then you hold this little being and you look at them. And I can remember saying like, all right, we're, we're in this together and mm-hmm. I'm going to do the best I can do for you. And I felt like I was for a little bit. And then probably a year in or so, I felt like I wasn't. Uh, I felt like I was just checked out at home. A lot of the times I'd get home from work. I was working a corporate job and I'd be tired and exhausted and not that like fun play on the ground with my one-year-old that I wanted to be. And you know, personally, I was putting on some weight. Work was just draining it 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 was my dream job at one time and it really wasn't anymore and i think that for me personally before i had or before my wife and i adopted i had done a lot of mindset work meditation yoga leadership development stuff in my corporate job i i feel like i had pretty decent self awareness and i think my spidey sense was kicking on when all this started to go down in my head that I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to. And it kind of, I I took that as a sign to look in me, look at what I could change up outside of me to become a better dad and be that like man that I wanted to be. And that, I mean, that led me to coaching dads. I mean, there's a lot of steps along the way, but one of the big things was I wanted more, I wanted to help the greater good a little bit more. My day to day, we spend a lot of time at our jobs and the time I was spending at my job, I just felt like I was kind of wasting time away. I thought I had more potential inside of me. And so my wife and I talked and she owned a marketing agency at the time and she's a certified coach. So she knows all about this stuff. And we wanted to start creating content and creating stuff to help the greater good. And, you know, a bunch of different things happened along the way, but it turned into me coaching dads because it's just this role that we play. And it's almost like we fall into it, even though we do make a lot of decisions to get there. But like I said, with our daughter, it just, it happens so quickly. Your life gets spun around and there's no real, like, now this is what you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and dads that want like, I don't know, support camaraderie, like let's, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. That's that. Those are the guys that I work with. That's amazing. I mean, I know that a lot of the moms who are listening to this wish that their husbands will work with you <laughs> or at least, you know, like check out your podcast, which we'll talk about in a minute, because I think a lot of moms will will come to me and say, oh, I just wish my husband understood what I'm learning about or could appreciate the the ideas and the concepts that you're talking about. And I know I do have dads who listen to my podcast, but 
I think this is such a cool time for people to start following you because you just started your podcast. And like I told you before we hit record, I binge listened to all 11 episodes in a couple of days and they're short and to the point and really good. So for those of you listening, if you or your husbands want to check out this podcast, now is a great time to get in on it. And I've also seen you coach and I think you're an amazing coach. So I was really excited that you agreed to come on the, on the show. What do you see dad struggling with the most? And what do you think might surprise us moms to hear about what men are struggling with as dads? Well, one, I want to just acknowledge like all those kind things you just said. I, um, I really appreciate it. And, um, so thank you for saying that. That oh, shows that you're a pretty awesome person for <laughs> acknowledging that kind of stuff. Um, so dads, man, I mean, I think, you know, moms listening, some of it's really similar to the stuff that moms are going through. Like we want to be doing our best. We want to be taking care of everything. And um, a lot of the times we feel like we're not. And it's, uh, you know, that that's kind of the deeper layer of it, right? This sense of I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing it right. And, you know, on the outside, <laughs> that looks like checking out sometimes. On the outside, it looks like frustration. And so I think, you know, we can tend to forget that like underneath dads are hurting too, right? That we, we, we're, we're mean to ourselves and we beat ourselves up. Um, and I think some of the like real struggles are, uh, frustration. I think a lot of the dads that I work with, like the, the, um, red flags come up when they're yelling at their kids more than they want to, or they're, arguing with their wives over stupid things like how to load the dishwasher and um, that frustration, you know, usually starts at work. So we have big jobs. We're out like working really hard at our jobs and putting in the effort and stuff can come up that pisses us off, whether it's from another employee or a customer. And we kind of got to keep our cool at work and play with the level head and that pent up energy kind of comes home with us and it bubbles out uh, mm -hmm. in, I don't know, destructive ways for our relationships with our families. And I think that's something that a lot of dudes uh, is a pain point for a lot of guys. Right? And they, we don't have the tools. We haven't been given the tools to manage our anger very well. And what I like to say to guys and where I start is that we don't need to get rid of anger. Anger isn't something that's just going to go away forever. And anger is not your fault. It's supposed to be there. It's a human emotion and it's all good. And it is our responsibility to handle it in a healthy, safe way, a way that's not going to screw up our kids, a way that's going to not lead to bigger um, disconnection in our relationships. And I guess, and I say need, I, maybe I don't mean need and we don't want to do that. We don't want our anger to be destructive. So frustration and anger is definitely one of the big pain points that I see with guys when I start working with them. 
Mm -hmm. When you were talking about like dads holding it together at work and then coming home and kind of letting it out reminds me of our kids, right? Like at school, they keep it together all day long. Well, you don't know yet necessarily, but (laughs) you know, they keep it together. They follow the rules. They do all the things at school and then they come home and they feel comfortable kind of just letting it out on mom and dad or baby brother or sister because they feel safe. They feel more comfortable. And it's just a lot of pent up emotion. So. Wow. I, um, I, yeah, I didn't draw those parallels, but it's so true. That's yeah, that's exactly right. And I don't have kids that are Nell goes to kindergarten next year, but yeah, you were out performing for the world, trying to fit in, trying to do a good job. And we come home and, you know, guys. And that's another thing that guys don't have is like an outlet to just let it out, to just chill and take off that. I mean, for a lack of a better term, like armor that we carry around all day. Yeah. And I think the same is true for women. I mean, it's not, you know, I think we all do it. We all put on a mask. And even if you're not at work, because I used to be a stay-at-home mom and I would put on this happy smiley face in public wherever I went. And then as soon as I got in the car, I would start yelling at my kids about whatever it was that they quote unquote embarrassed me about or something. So yeah, I think it's just kind of when I was listening to your podcast, I was thinking more and more about how similar we are men and women. And it's not, you know, we think that there's like some mystery to the other gender, but really like we're all dealing with the same things. And yeah, you and I talk about pretty much the same exact skills and and concepts. Totally. I mean, we're we're all humans. We all have yeah. human brains and, you know, there is feminine energy and masculine energy that play a part and right. and we both have both genders have feminine and masculine energy inside of them. So even in that sense, there's so much similarities that I think for men and women, like over the last generation, day-to-day life has changed. Mm -hmm. Women are working more and have more professional life. Dads are at home more and wanting to take on more of the caretaking responsibilities and relationships like men and women want better relationships. It wasn't very um, popular probably back in the day to like go to couples counseling so you can get better. But now it's like, if you want a good relationship, it's really helpful to go to a counselor or go to a therapist because they can help you communicate better. And we want to be a team and not just have this transactional relationship. And um, we just no one set this example for us. I I think I was really lucky with the mom and dad that I had. I think my dad and mom both did set some of those kinds of examples for me and balancing work and life. But for the most part, dads had their role to make money and be the breadwinner. And then when they came home, they kicked back and read the newspaper and watched TV and were like the disciplinarian. And like you just described my household growing up. Yeah. 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 So like, how is like, do you have a brother? No, I have a sister. Okay. Well, if you had a brother or for you and your sister, like what's your, what becomes our expectations of what a dad with the role a dad plays or the role a husband plays is what we've been programmed and what we saw growing up. And we guys and women that want 
like they want it all, right? We want, like I said before, we want to crush it all. We want to have awesome relationships, be the dad that's not just the disciplinarian, like having fun with our kids, making memories to raise humans that are good in this world. We we weren't necessarily set up for success in these roles, neither of us. Yeah. What about, as you're saying, like dad is the disciplinarian, do you have clients also who Cause I see the opposite sometimes where the mom is the disciplinarian and the dad is just like this fun guy who sweeps in and, you know, tickles and rough houses and like gets them all riled up. And then the mom is left like, why did you do that? Or why aren't you, you know, abiding by the rules that I've set and that sort of thing? Like, do you have clients who are in that position? Honestly, like I haven't talked to too many guys about that issue, but it sounds like moms have, have that come up for them. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I might have to ask some of my guys about that. If that ever comes okay. around their path. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And I've seen that quite a bit, you know, where the mom feels kind of resentful that she's the one always having to follow through with discipline and the dad is not like one, I think I talked about this on a recent episode where the mom had rules around screen time and the dad just blatantly disregarded them. Mm. And so, you know, where, I mean, there, there's probably some kind of communication breakdown between the couple there, <laughs> but those types of situations where like the dad's just going to do what he wants to do. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take a shot at it. I okay. don't, I don't know. Dad, I mean, dads, men, moms too. Like it's hard to be the disciplinarian because you're telling yourself my kid's going to hate me right now. And then the brain goes to like telling them that you're going to ruin their relationship and they're going to hate you forever for telling them not to be on the screen. And right. And not only are they going to hate me right now or forever, but they're going to love him more or her more. Well, and then so like the, the dad is thinking the same thing. And instead of feeling that discomfort of like, it's okay if my kid like hates me because I know this is right. And this is how I want them to be. And I'm going to keep this rule that we have. Mm -hmm. I think guys are like, I don't want my kid to hate me because I want to feel good. I want my kid to love me. And this is actually, I don't know if I've come out with this podcast yet, but we don't, we, we can attach our emotions to our kids. And if our kid, my daughter's not a hugger. And no, I've talked to some dads that like, if their kid doesn't give them a hug, it hurts their feelings. And that's not true. The reason that it hurts is because that dad is telling himself that he's not good enough, that he's not doing a good job. And I don't know. Like it goes back into that soft side, which I don't like to get too deep into, but maybe the women need to hear this for their husbands is like there, we're not hugging ourselves. We're not giving ourselves that self-love that then we can turn out to the outside world and it gets into confidence issues. And so maybe that's, maybe that's what's going on. This is just total hypothetical here. Yeah, But it sounds exactly like what moms are struggling with too. So It's good. It's good to hear you say that. Yeah. So like dads are not disciplining because they mm-hmm. aren't secure enough to know that like they they're okay. They're doing a good job. They're looking for their kids yeah. to reinforce that they're doing a good job. Yes. Yes. 
You got it. Okay. Let's go on. Let me ask you, what do you think dads, your clients or you wish moms knew or understood better about them? Yeah, we've touched on it a little bit. Yeah. The, uh, you know, that we're all human and that we're trying our best too, even though it might not seem like it. Um, and what else is it about dads that, I don't know. I think women do a great job. I mean, what can women do to support these dads is lead by example. I mean, we talked about it before we hit record, like a lot of women that get into coaching and that get into this work and start, you know, growing their mind, growing their emotions, want to see that shift in their husband. And, you know, my wife got into yoga before I did, and she got into coaching before I did, but she never was like, you should do this. You should do this and Mm -hmm. put that pressure on me. Maybe she had expectations for it, but she didn't hold it against me when I didn't go after that stuff. And I think that's really a way that Women can support their men. Just lead by example. You know, the old saying, be the change that you want to see. And yeah, yeah, that can go a long way. I mean, and it's reciprocal. Mm -hmm. The guys can lead by example. And I mean, so many of my clients are, we kick off the conversation with my wife got a life coach and I've seen the changes that it's made in her life. And I'm a little curious to check this out. Um, Yeah. So yeah, like lead by example, have, have expectations, but man, I'm not saying it's easy to be patient, but if you keep doing it, like the other person will follow, or maybe the relationship doesn't like stay together because that's not where that person is. Right. And I think I would add to that, that when women try to force it on their husbands, then it's received like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And again, it like reinforces that I'm not good enough belief. And so they're they're less likely to want to do it. Yeah, you know? it can backfire really quickly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't want to, I, I just want to be accepted for who I am and loved unconditionally. And like, I want to, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it on my own accord. I want to do it because it's my idea, not because you're telling me I should. Yeah. And that's like anyone that wants to grow, right? If they don't want to, you can't push it on them. And I've also had dudes show up to consults that are like, my wife told me I should be here. And those don't usually go very far because if if they don't believe in themselves yet, then it's not going to, it's not going to go very far. Yeah. Do you have any um, success stories that you want to share about some work you've done with dads and their before and after stories or something? Yeah, I, you know, the frustration thing is a big one. Um, And I think, and that can be unlocked so quickly, like just starting, you know, there's this one dude that really had this belief that I don't want to be angry. I want everything to be chill. And if it's not chill, then something's gone wrong and I need equilibrium. And when we start like recognizing what 
anger is and that it's okay. And that it's just a signal. I mean, this guy totally was able to slow down a little bit more and be less reactive. And the coolest thing he said was that, well, one, he didn't yell at any of his kids for 30 days. Mm. He's probably yelled at him since we still work together. Mm -hmm. It it still comes up, but for 30 days, no yelling. And he said the whole house just felt more chill. The whole house just like felt more low key, which is interesting because that's what he wanted. But instead of fighting it when it wasn't there, he kind of rolled with it. And that he also was able to connect with his kids more, which I think is something that we say we want to be better dads, but what the heck does that even mean? And with a lot of my clients and and we do this in group work too. It's not all one-on-one. We'll like define, okay, I want to be a good dad, but what does that even mean? And time. I'm so excited because I do the same thing with my moms. Yeah. And you're cheering on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And we like the, yeah, we, the goals that we have making them as tangible as possible is really powerful. So it's time, right? It's time with your kids. It's one-on-one non-distracted time. And yeah. And just little slices of it. So this one guy, he worked at home and he would pick up his kids from the bus, walk a block, pick them up at three and make it back and keep working. And he kind of planned his time for this half hour window to pick up his kids, get home, get them fed and start working again. And just a little thing of slicing out a little more time on both sides. Mm -hmm. He built in time on the front end to get food ready before he went out to pick them up at the bus. And then when he picked them up at the bus, he sliced out a little time to just like hang out with them, not dive back into work right away. And it was only another 15 minutes on one end, 15 minutes on another. And it's, it means a lot to the kids. It lets the dad, like the dad, he starts to feel better because he's being that person he wants to be. And then the cool thing that I've noticed a lot with my daughter is when I do spend that one-on-one time to connect and get down on their level and play with what they're, they want to play with and not try to be on my phone or do dishes at the same time is that when it comes time to discipline, we're more connected. We're more on the same page and we, um, I don't know if it's mutual respect or something like that. We can, we know each other's cues a little bit more. And I think that's, that's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I wrote a article really long time ago, like 2015 or something for, um, and it was in HuffPost parents and it was about the times of the day to connect with your kids. And, um, I think like, all those transition times, like when you first wake up in the morning, when your kid gets home from school or you get home from work, and then, you know, right before bedtime, those are like the key times to really just take some time. And like you said, it does, it's not about the, the amount of time, but it's the quality of that time. And just, you know, taking, taking the opportunity to connect and find out about their day or talk about what they're excited for tomorrow, you know, reading a book to them, whatever it is, just like you said, goes such a long way. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the quality of time versus quantity of time is 
also really important in the workplace. So a lot, so I, you were talking about different dads that I've worked with and this one dad kind of comes to mind that we've been working recently together of just noticing that a lot gets piled on to his calendar and that he's having these meetings that go over and meetings that he just kind of sits silent at and doesn't really need to be there. And a lot of us have fallen into in the corporate world. If you're on your email late at night, that means you're a good employee. Or if you're in the office past five o'clock, that means you're a good employee. And one of the things that this guy worked on was noticing that when he was saying yes to things that he didn't really need to say yes to, or didn't even really want to say yes to and staying late at work, what was fueling those actions was him not valuing his time, was him valuing other people's times and wanting to, having those thoughts that like, oh, they need me. Oh, they need me to be here. They expect me to be here and not valuing his own time to work more productively. And Mm -hmm. it gets into people pleasing. And that's a trait that a lot of dudes have too. And I'm working on figuring out a better way of saying people pleasing. I don't know if you have a better way, but I know dudes don't like to hear that they're people pleasers, but we are. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, we, we also know because we're coaches probably that people pleasing is just lying to the other person. You're telling them, yes, I'll attend your meeting. But what you're really thinking is, no, I'm freaking pissed off that I have to attend your meeting. Yeah. That's more the like blunt approach, which is sometimes what coaching is like, Hey man, all you're really doing to that person is lying to them. Mm -hmm. I think once you start maximizing your time at work, you can start really maximizing your time at home, start taking care of yourself more. And yeah, it's, it it, it rolls. Yeah. I think my clients struggle with that too, about feeling in control of their own time and prioritizing what's important to them. So we do a lot of work on, you know, what are your values and then what are your priorities and looking at like, does the way you're spending your time reflect what you say your top priorities are? And a lot of times, a lot of times the moms are like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm spending the majority of my time and focus and energy at work. And that's not, didn't even make it to my top five priorities. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, totally. And I'm working on, I'm working with one guy on this right now. He was a lawyer, career lawyer, and he just transitioned in the last few years. He owns a real estate development company now, and he's got a couple partners with him at this company and we're going to work on delegation. And, um, so I was like, all right, sweet, let's do it. Delegating is a huge skill to build as you're growing and becoming like the leader you want to be. And we, the first thing I asked him to do is this energy audit. So like for the rest of this week, just take note of everything you're doing. And this is kind of like you were saying with like your values is the work that you're doing, like giving you energy or is it kind of energy neutral or is it depleting your energy? Do you get done with it and you feel drained or you look at it on your calendar and you feel exhausted? And that, you know, it's the same thing as values, right? Like the things that exhaust you, the things that drain your energy probably aren't aligned with your values or your priorities. So, um, 
yeah, diving into that, it's when we can align our actions with our values, that's when we start to feel fulfilled. That's when we start to find purpose in what we're doing. And it's that's being a good mom, being a good dad. Like you spend that quality time with your kid, like in your brain, your value, your priority is your kids. And then your actions are aligning. Mm -hmm. That's just like fuel for the fire. Yeah. That's so good. Where can people find out more about you working with you? What does that look like? Yeah. Durable Dad Podcast. You can check me out there. That's the that's the best place to start. Um, if I have any programs going on or anything on the website that I'm offering, the uh, the podcast, it'll have it up there. And okay. right now, if you go to the website, which is tommygcoaching.com, um, I have a free resource that's work mode to dad mode. So what we were talking about earlier, that mm-hmm. kind of the personality, the energy that we bring to work isn't really the same energy we want to bring at home. And the this exercise is just a short four-minute thing you do when you either close your, the door to your home office or before you walk out of your home office or before you leave the car and get into your house. You do this exercise and it just shifts your energy, gets you more present at home, gives you a little boost of energy so you're not super exhausted and start showing up the way you want to. Very cool. This episode, I'm I'm planning to air it the week before Father's Day. Yeah. So first of all, happy Father's Day in advance. Um, but also, is there any, are there any last words that you want to leave moms with as they're thinking about Father's Day or they're just thinking about the men in their lives? What do you want them to know? <clears throat> For all the women out there on Father's Day, just, you know, give dad a high five, have the kids give dad a high five um, and keep leading by example, right? I guess to to put some humor on it, whatever you'd want your Mother's Day to look like, a perfect <laughs> Mother's Day, think about what mm. that might look like for your husband. Um, and maybe ask him. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but you know, we, even if you ask a mom, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? We usually are dads and moms are just like, oh, I don't care, whatever. Right. Right. So we got to, yeah, I don't know. Um, but if you, if you said, okay, what would your perfect Father's Day look like? Maybe that's a way to come at it, you know? Yeah. What would your perfect Father's Day look like? It doesn't even have to involve us if you don't want it to. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's funny. I have a client who she asked for like a two night stay at a hotel for her, for mother's day, like on mother's day weekend, like she left and she went to this hotel, but then she started having these thoughts like, Oh, but there's this great pool and they should come and they should, you know, hang out at the hotel with me. And so she ended up inviting them and they came with, you know, came and spent some time with her there. But yeah. Yes. Sometimes we feel like what we want is like a release and escape and, then we get it. We get a little slice of it. And then it's like, all right, I'm ready to go back to my family. Yeah. I think that's that I was my birthday yesterday. And that's pretty much what I did. I went Your out. Your birthday on, was yesterday? It was. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The big four zero. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. I know. Um, so I Welcome think that's what like, club. oh, thanks. Appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Um, it just gets better and better, by the way. That's been my experience through the thirties. So I yes. think, yeah. Yeah. Um, Glad to hear that it keeps going that way. I, um, yeah, my birthday 
pretty much that's what it looked like in the morning, hung out with the girls and then went on a mountain bike ride by myself, got some work done. And then by the evening, I was like, let's family time again. And we went down to the river and we fished, which I'm not a fisherman at all, but that's what I wanted to do. And it was um, awesome. Catch so, anything? No. Well, okay. some algae. We can caught some algae and uh-huh. yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah. So, you know, and we didn't get totally into it, but maybe like Father's Day for those guys out there is a little bit like an example of what life is like a little bit of a balance, take care of yourself a little bit, spend some time with your family and maybe also do some hard work, hammer some nails, do a little project or something like that. I think, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good day to celebrate everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and I'm going to keep listening to your podcast because I think it's wonderful. And Come back again soon. Cool. Right back at you, Pam. It was really, really great conversation and love the work that you're doing and keep in touch. Okay. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.